This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Post-match chat with chaps for that Millwall podcast where it finished at the den. Millwall nil. Luton Town nil in a game that, if I'm honest, was devout of much quality. Two good sides um, that cancelled each other out, in my point of view. Um, is it a good point, or are we going to look back on that and say that that's a two points dropped that we should have got? We won't know until around uh, three or four weeks from now. Let's get into the game. Um, and sort of what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to sort of give my top three takeaways from yesterday before getting into the game because um, sometimes these do go on for some time. So if people can only watch it for a couple of minutes, then you've kind of got three takeaways um, to sort of sort of leave you pondering, I suppose. So that's that's something I'm going to try and do from now on. So my top three takeaways are, first of all, um, I think they're two good sides. I think Mill and Luton are two good sides. They don't have the best players either of them and I don't think they have any real stars but ultimately they're good teams and I think that they're both capable of doing the physical side and the ugly side and essentially what you got yesterday was two teams that cancelled each other out Um, and if we do get in the playoffs and if we do um, draw them I think it will be really interesting to see how we will show that we can break them down because I think we drew two all with them away uh, at their place. And let's be honest, two goals. One was lucky, one was offside. Uh, and yesterday, obviously, we weren't able to break them down. So um, two very good sides. And ultimately, they have to be. They're fourth and fifth in the championship. I think Luton have actually gone third. Um, they're good sides. And they're not pretty on the eye, either of them, I don't think. And but ultimately they're at the top end of the table so they are two good sides but I felt yesterday wasn't much quality so that's the first thing the second takeaway for me is a little bit concerning our form isn't that good at the moment and actually we haven't scored for three games we've drawn a blank in the last three games and that is concerning to me Um, and we you know we go into the, the final sort of six games with to me, our form isn't great and we need to see an upturn in it. I think ultimately, and this becomes my third sort of key takeaway, is that it leaves us in a position that's still in our control. It's not as pretty as it was before the game with Norwich and Preston both winning. Um, but I think 
what we've got to do is to just not worry about anyone else and to focus on ourselves. And we need to pick up probably four wins out of the six. Uh, and 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 I've I've said I said seventy three points guarantees us um, playoffs for me personally. That's my my view. And we needed four wins from the last seven, so we've we, you know we've drawn two. Um, and we need to we 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 need to start picking up some wins. Um, I think whole the whole game's massive because if we don't win that game, I can see the teams that are below us winning their games because they've got fairly easy fixtures. Although there's no easy fixtures in this league, um, and I can see them leapfrogging us so that we could be out of the playoffs come Monday night. But what I will say is there's going to be lots of twists and turns between now and the end of the season. We're definitely going to be in the mix 100%. It will go to the wire. There was no way we will go into the Blackburn game where we're sitting comfortably. That's just not going to happen. Um, And I genuinely think if we can pick up wins at home to Birmingham, at home to Preston, at home to Blackburn, and maybe maybe nick a win at Hull, um, we will be in the playoffs. Um, but let's see. Anyway, let's get into it. So as I say, that's just something I'm going to try and do for those of you that don't want to listen to me ramble for 30 minutes because I do appreciate these going on for some time. Um, so the teams uh, yesterday, the lineup. So he made three changes. One was enforced. So uh, unfortunately, Charlie Cresswell um, had a really nasty eye injury. I didn't realise how bad it was, but he's got a fractured eye socket. Um. And it doesn't look like he's going to be play for play for us again this season. Unfortunately, um, the, the injury looks quite bad, which is a real shame for the lad and, and, and a shame for us because um, I think he's been superb in the last ten games. And if I'm being really honest, on current form, I'd rather have Cresswell than Hutch in the team. And that's just being real honest. And I'm a huge Hutch fan, um, but um, we'll, we'll get into that anyway. So that was the enforced one, and then the two other changes were for the the wide men up front. Um, and this was uh, Oli Burke and uh, Andreas Vogelsammer coming in for Duncan Watmore and George Honeyman. The one that surprised me, if I'm honest, was um, Honeyman not playing. That surprised me. Um, that that was that was a surprise, I think, um, because I felt Watmore had a poor game at West Brom. But Honeyman, I thought, was good, and I don't know whether he's got a knock or whether they're saving him for the whole game because it's his former club. I don't, I don't know. Um, but that was the one that surprised me. So that was our team. For them, um, they were as you were. They've they've had a they've been getting themselves into a real rhythm, and they've been um, obviously very good. They are the informed team in the league alongside Stoke, um, who I think lost yesterday as well. So it just shows you how crazy this league is. Um, and as I say, they, they've they've got a good side, and I think um, I won't touch on too much of of their players. But what I will say is I think they defended very well. Um, we are a big physical team. We do put lots of balls in the box, and not every team can stand up to that. And I felt they did. And they're not the biggest at the back. You know, Tom Lockyer and um, Gabriel Osho, Amari Bell, they're not the biggest. Um, and I felt they really stood up to us yesterday. So credit to them. And I also felt that Carlton Morris and um, Elijah Adebayo um, are good players. I'd have either of them at Millwall. I really would. I think they're very, very good players. I think credit to us because we kept them largely quiet yesterday. But I think. They show that they're willing to mix it. They're very physical. You know, Cooper and Hutch certainly didn't have it all their way yesterday. So I want to call out their centre-backs, uh, their their centre-forwards. And I felt their wide men were also quite effective, but I'm not sure if it's because of their quality or because of the fact that 
the way they play with a five at the back enables them to essentially at times double off on our fullbacks, um, which I thought I would just talk about. So that was the team. Um, and I have to say, I um, thought we started really well. The first three minutes, uh, we, we come out like a, um, you know, on fire. And the first three minutes, um, sort of um, the ball gets recycled, ball into the box, it gets recycled. Um, Fleming, superb ball over the top. Burke spots it, really good anticipation, not offside. He's probably the only player on the pitch that would get there because of how quick he is. And then he tries to control it and the ball gets stuck under his feet and it rolls to the goalkeeper when he's in a one-on-one position. Um, I think he's trying to take the keep, go around the keeper and, and then obviously try and slot in empty net. But it was a really poor first touch. Um, and it's a shame because I actually felt the first 20 minutes, Ollie Burke seemed right up for it. He was winning every header in the air. And, and I've seen a lot of people comment and say they felt Ollie Burke won everything in the air yesterday. I don't think he did, actually. I think he won a lot in the first 20 minutes. But actually, especially in the second half, I don't think he won anything in the air. Um, so, I don't know. Just shows you how interesting and, and, and obviously how people, different people see things. But I thought Ollie Burke, first 20 minutes was superb. And after that, it, it went downhill. But we'll, we'll come into that. Um, then we had another chance um, with Bradshaw. So, I think it was on 18 minutes. So, again, ball played over the top. Uh, I think it was Murray Wallace. I don't know if it was inch perfect or the wind got it or whatever, but it was literally the perfect ball for a William runner like Bradshaw over the top. Um, I have to say, we'll come on to whether it was a penalty or not in a moment, but I thought Tom Lockyer did superbly to kind of just push him out wide. Um, he's sort of running with with Lockyer, Bradshaw and Lockyer, Lockyer and a um, uh, bit of a tussle. And then Bradshaw does manage to get a shot away and a keeper makes a good save, but he'd been forced wide. Um, now, I've watched this one back. Bradshaw wanted a penalty. As a home fan, of course, you want a penalty. But looking at it, I think there is a foul in there for sure, but you don't get those as penalties. Rightly or wrongly, you don't get them as penalties. I think it would have been soft. Um, and um, yeah, I don't think you get those as penalties. And I think you have to give credit to the... Uh, Luton defender for doing enough, as they say, to put him off. Um, there's definitely a bit of physicality in there, but I think, you know, I, I don't think it was enough to be a penalty, personally. Anyway, um, I've got to say, first 20, I thought we looked good. Um, really good at our, with our pressing, really good moving forwards. 28 minutes, uh, a shot from Leonard. Um, comes out of nowhere, really. Um, he... No, that was on 32. Sorry, got my timing wrong. Um... Uh, it comes out of nowhere, really. He sort of breaks to him at the edge of the box and he sort of pivots. And I think he he, he doesn't really think he's going to shoot to start with. He's looking to play it out wide. But it sort of opens up and he has a shot and it's a really good shot. Hits it and connects with it really, really well. Technique. Um, bottom corner. And it shows you a replay of the keeper because he that was going in and the keeper knew about it. He had to make a really, really good save. So to me, we're 28 minutes in and we've already had three good chances and they've created the square root of Jack. And I think, to be honest with you, the first half, I thought we we were really, really good. Um, there was a couple of times where it was sort of pinball in their box that come to nothing, free kicks, corners. We, we um, The first half, I thought we were good without finding that first goal. And you always knew the first goal would be critical because I think the 
the draw suited Luton a lot more than it did us. And I think whilst, I'm not saying they came to get a draw at all, I'm not suggesting that, but I don't think, I think they'll be looking at the point and be happy with it, to be honest. And if we'd have scored, they would have had to have come out a bit more. And I, I don't think they did that much. And it's just typical, we couldn't find that goal. And as I say, that's where I'm concerned. The last three games, we've not managed to score. Um, and ultimately, I still think we're one forward short of um, a guaranteed top six team. I just hope that doesn't come back to bite us on the arse. Anyway, so that was the first half. I've got to just mention, and I'll come on to player ratings. Um, I watched Jules Savile yesterday really closely. And he, in the first half, I've got to say, he was outstanding. Outstanding. He didn't put a foot wrong. He was everywhere. Um in actual fact, when I say they didn't create anything, they almost did because Savile cleared one, not off the line, but it was kind of like it was heading towards the line and it was his, you know, his sort of intervention intervention that cleared it. Um, I, I'm going to say it Savile, now, Savile was my man in match yesterday by country mile. I thought he was outstanding. Um, and his first half performance was, was superb. He was everywhere, um, it has to be said. So we're going at half time and I felt to myself... They weren't, I didn't think they were going to be as bad as they were in the first half. So I thought they'd come out in the second half and, and, and do a bit better. But I also felt confident, you know, we, we talk about it all the time. Second half is usually our half, you know, attacking towards a cold blow, packed house, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it just doesn't happen for us in the second half. I, I have to say, I thought the first 10, 15 minutes, they came out and they started really, really well. And although they didn't create much, they really pinned us back Um and, and and sort of up until the the sixty minute mark where Vogie has the chance, um, that it was it was them that were you know forcing corners and free kicks and things. As I say they didn't really create anything clear cut, um, but um, yeah, it was it was um, it was it was it was frustrating for the first fifteen minutes or so. I thought they were on top. We do have two very good chances in the second half. So the first one, and I don't know what order this came in. So the first one is. Um, a free kick, uh, foul on Danny Mac from I think uh, Alfie Doughty. Um, Danny Mac, uh, sorry, George Savile puts the ball into the box, um, and then Murray Wallace heads it narrowly over the bar. I think the keeper had it covered. I don't think it was ever going in, but it wasn't. It was a half chance. And then the other chance, of course, is the Vogel Sammer chance. Um, and again, ball pumped over the top. Vogel Sammer anticipates it really well, makes the run, beats the offside trap, gets into a position, and. He has to hit that first time because, as we find out, because he doesn't, uh, Osho and uh, Lockyer get back and he just can't get out of his feet. Um, it's, it's to me, it's the same as Burke in the first half. You know, these, these these players have got to be doing better in those positions. They do superbly well to anticipate it, put the yards in, and make the run. But when it comes to it, they have to be better at taking his chances and. Yeah, we'll come on to ratings in a moment, but I felt the two wide men let us down yesterday. Um, but uh, anyway, they have a couple of good shots. It, between the sort of 60-minute mark I've written here and the sort of 80-minute mark, it gets quite bitty, to be honest. There's sort of lots of, I think, and Panzu went down for a couple of minutes and it frustrated the crowd because he, he could have rolled off to the side because right by the side, but he didn't. Stops the game. It was just getting really bitty. I think, I think Campbell made a couple of fouls and... And in about, I think it was about 80 minutes, they have their first shots on target, um, which, again, 
we've we've taken a team that are currently sitting third in the league and we've limited them to not shot on target to eighty minutes. You, you know that you you have to you have to look at that and and and, and sort of give it credit as well. But there's two chances they had: one from Morris, one from Doughty. Good saves from Long, but they're some saves that I would expect him to make. To be honest, um, gets good distance on the on the saves. Um, and the only other thing I've written here really was a couple of chances for for some good balls into the box from from Rom. Um, a possible penalty with Cooper. I've watched it back, and I think. We're only as fuming about as we are because there's ones that have been more blatant in recent weeks that have not been given. So the West Brom one for me was more blatant than this one. Just just my personal view. Because if you actually look at Lockyer, yes, he's being physical, but his eyes are solely on the ball. There's been games with the West Brom, they're not even looking at the ball, they're just grabbing him. So um, I actually don't know whether we should have had a penalty yesterday. I've only seen the Bradshaw one back. Um, I've seen the Cooper one back. There was one in the first half, actually, I've not mentioned, where it hits the bloke on the end and his hand is in an unnatural position because it's here. Can't see it. It's here. But it's very close to the ball. So I don't, I don't, I'm not going to, you know, pretend to know the rules. I don't know where. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. For your that close, even if it's an unnatural position, whether that's a penalty or not. But if that is the rules, then that was the one that was a penalty and no one's really talking about it. So... Yeah, I don't know, frustrating. I will say, and I, I never talk about linos, but the linesman near near me, near, near the dugout area, the amount of times that, and again, you have to give credit to Lockyer because, it, you know, we've, we've our players do it. Um, and he's he's absolutely sold the lino up a few times. There was one in, with Burke in the second half where there's absolutely no contact, but he just falls to the floor. As soon as he feels someone coming in at the back of him, falls to the floor, wins a free kick. I'm sure he's their captain. That's what, from their perspective, you want your captain to be doing. Slowing the game down, winning these free kicks in the corners and taking the pressure off of everyone. So, but the line, I just, I thought he was absolutely, absolute shambles. It summed it up for me when um, when they had a break because Impanzu had rolled around on the floor um, and the players came over to have a drink because the water bottles were in the technical area and the players were walking into the technical area. Uh, he came in and, and sort of had a go and intervened. So, yeah, I have to say, I don't know the linesman is, but that's a real job well done, mate. You know, I'm, I'm really pleased you were there to, to do that. Um, it's just pathetic. But concentrate on doing your job and uh, not giving away these silly fouls. But anyway, um, I think when Rom came on, um, he showed some glimpses of brilliance. He also showed some really stupid decisions, um, which is why, for me, he's, he's still not quite there. Um 
but we'll, we'll we'll come on to him in a minute. So I think the game then sort of peters out. Um, but ultimately, um, how was it only four minutes as well? I've written down it. I think there was five or six subs. Mpanzu was down for two or three minutes whilst there was a drinks break. How on earth has he only got four minutes? I'm not saying we'd have scored because I don't think we would have done. But yeah, so it finishes nil-nil. Um, and what I'll do now is I'll just go through some more observations and then I'll go on to the, the sort of player rating. So I've written down here that um, I've already said this, but there wasn't much quality in the game yesterday. I think there probably is never going to be much quality from us, if I'm honest. <laughs> Because of the way we play, but let's not let's not do anything. You know, it's effective. And Rob Edwards spoke after the game about how effective we are at the things that we do. Lots of balls into the box, physicality. Um, he, he also talked about how against Millwall, you don't just have to win the first phase and then the second phase. You have to win the third phase because we're really good at that, and that just shows again about the effort, commitment, and desire from our players. Um, the other thing as well, which he touched on, which I felt particularly with the two chances with Burke and, and Vogelsammer that we had, they were all from anticipation from our forwards. Our forwards are really good, particularly these long balls, because we just, and the Bradshaw one actually, all three of our key chances were from, the Burke one not so much, but you, you get what I'm saying in terms of balls over the top, long balls over the top. And because our strikers know that's how we play, they anticipate it, and that's how they, we get into the right positions. Don't underestimate that, because... There's no, you know, it's um, it's no surprise that's how we score a lot of our goals. So, um, what else have I said here? Um, yeah, I've said here that I think it's, you can look at it one of two ways. You can look at it and say, we've not scored for three games. Our last win was against Swansea, I believe, or was it Reading? I'm going to, I'm going to go Swansea. Um, it might not have been um, I should have checked that but let's say it's Swansea I'm sure someone will correct me um, and we were lucky to win that let's be honest I think Swansea played us off the park um, and we haven't scored in three games our form's not that good and we're now going into the last six probably needing three or four wins you can look at it that way you can then look at it the other way and say that Swansea are one of the best football sides going forwards their, their position probably doesn't reflect how good they are going forward. They just can't defend. We beat them. The Huddersfield game, since then, they've beaten Middlesbrough and Watford quite comfortably. Um, and then we've taken a point against West Brom at their place where they've their own form is outstanding. And then we've got a point at home to a Luton side, arguably should have won it. And that is against a team that are the informed team in the league. So, again, it depends how you look at it. And that's why I think the whole game's crucial, because I think the whole game will tell us where we are. If we go to the whole game and we don't get three points, I think then we start to, start to worry. But I think what I'm, what I'm trying to say is I don't think the last three or four games are really representative of a, of a typical, um, you know, um, it's, a, it's a tough patch is what I'm trying to say. Um, so, again, it depends how you look at it. My concern is... There's two teams, I think, now that we should be worried about uh, in terms of taking our place or Blackburn's Blackburn's place or both because uh, I think Middlesbrough and Luton are in the playoffs now uh, for sure. So the first one's Norwich. So we know they always beat us. Um, 
and they're a very good side going forward. They beat Blackburn yesterday 2-0. Um, and I think their fixtures are quite favourable, to be honest, moving in. And I, I I can see them winning sort of four or five out of out of six, to be honest with you. So I think they're a team that I'm, I'm concerned with. And then Preston. So Preston have sort of gone under the radar a little bit. And when I look, looked at their fixtures, their last 10 games, they've, they've only lost two. And those two they've lost are against Middlesbrough and Burnley. Anyone else, they've not lost. They've either beaten or drawn. Um, their away form is very, very good. They win 50% of their away away games, which is very, 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 um, very, very good. They've got a 47% to be exact. So they're a good side. And um, if they if they beat us, it goes in their hands. Uh, so this is the thing. I honestly think Hull and Preston games are massive absolutely massive and I think they will tell us where we're going to be and I know it's easy to say because they're you know we'll only have four games left after that but the point I'm trying to make is I think we need we need to beat Hull we need to set the tone and we need to beat Hull I think that is absolutely vital um of course the other the other sort of negative from yesterday is um the injuries so we know about Cresswell now um we also know about um it looks like Leonard picked up a, a, a groin strain hopefully it's not too bad but he was signaling to come off so it just feels like you get you get one back and, and another one goes and whilst I think that the good thing we have you know we've got players like Hutch coming back in for Cresswell in the centre of the park it'll either be Mitchell or Shackleton I don't think it weakens the team too much uh, which is which is credit to the sort of I suppose I say depth. We haven't got loads of depth, but the players we have got—they're all you know pretty, pretty at a level. But ultimately, it, you, you can't say it, it won't affect us. So that's the thing I'm sort of concerned about. But um, anyway, let me go into the ratings. So um, again, just going to always caveat this. It's my opinion, and um, if I give a player a particularly good rain or bad rain, it doesn't mean that I'm you know they're my favourite or whatever. I'm just calling it as I see it based on yesterday and it's just an opinion all right so uh long i've given seven um i felt that um didn't do anything wrong and i felt we made two decent saves so i've given him a seven by the way um we always talk about longs kicking i don't think it was the best yesterday we always talk about longs kicking Horvath's kicking was just as good if not better so um to something else that i sort of noticed yesterday um the fullbacks so um I've given Danny Mack a five and a half because I felt yesterday um, in the first half he was quite poor uh, and he sort of grew into uh, the second half. And uh, But I felt Alfie Doughty got the better of him for the majority of the game. A couple of good tackles near the end. But yeah, I don't think it was Danny Mack's best game yesterday, um, I have to say. And um, he sort of won a, a few a few crucial free kicks in the second half. But overall, I don't think his play was, was great. And... Um, I don't think either of our fullbacks will come on to Muzzer in a moment offered us much going forwards. Um, so that was Danny Mack. I thought Murray Wallace I've given a six, so slightly better than than, than Danny Mack, but and that's purely because I felt that um at times he was um he was he was involved a lot more in the game, I felt like, especially in the first half. Everything was down that sort of left hand side. Um and I felt he, he, he sort of he was was a little bit more solid defensively up against um, drama on that sort of left-hand side. Um, but I wouldn't say either of them were particularly strong yesterday. And it's weird. Murray Wallace, I've seen 
So the general consensus is that Danny Mac wasn't his best game yesterday that I've seen. Murray Wallace, I've seen some people say he was brilliant, some people say he was terrible. So, um, but for me, a six. I've given Hutch and Cooper a seven each. I felt Hutch started really slowly and I was a little bit worried, but I think he grew into the game. And I think Cooper had a really good game as well. Um, there's, you know, I think, as I said earlier, Adebayo and, and, and Morris gave as good as they got. Um, and Cooper or Hutch will know they've been a real physical battle. But up against physical players like that, you know, it kind of suits us. When we've got pace and directness running at us, I'm not so sure. I am... Um, I'm a little bit worried about Hutch. He's not looked the same to me. Um, and I don't know whether that's just because of fitness or whatever. Um, but in the sort of substitute appearances he's he's made, um, I felt a little bit concerned. However, I thought overall he was good yesterday. Hence why I've given him a seven. He came off, I think, because of cramp. So hopefully that means that he will be fine for the game against Hull. If not, we are really in shit street. Um, so given those both a seven, I thought Leonard was great again. Um I thought he, you know, again, interceptions. I mean, I'm saying the same thing every week, but I thought Leonard was really, really good, so I've given him an eight. Savile, um, I'm giving him a nine. Um, his first half performance was a ten. It really was. I thought he was outstanding. Seriously, watch the game back and watch George Savile. He was brilliant yesterday. Um, second half performance wasn't as good. I don't think anyone's was, so that's why I've, I've dropped it down a bit, but I thought Savile was just... Superb, you know he um, he 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 knows when to put his foot on the ball, and really good at just slowing the game down, creating the tempo. He sets the tempo, um, you know, sort of spraying balls out, bringing people in. Um, the matter free kicks he won yesterday, interceptions, challenges, just a complete performance, particularly in that first half. So George Savile, man of the match. I thought Fleming was quiet, to be honest. Uh, I've given him a six. Don't think he did anything wrong. Just don't think he impacted the game as much as we'd like him to. So, given him a six. Um, the two front wide men, I've given a five. Um, I just... The first 20 minutes, I thought Burke, you could probably give him an eight. After that, I just felt he wasn't in the game and... He just he just frustrates me so much, Burke, because he's got so much ability and talent, but for whatever reason, it's just not it's just not clicking. Um, and I don't think he offered too much in that second half at all. If I'm being honest, Vogi, look, I'm I'm not um, I'm not a massive Vogi fan. I also don't think he's as bad as some people say. I think he's a decent member of the squad, but yesterday. Vogie, Vogie, when he does well, he, he he may not play well the whole game, but it'll impact the game. It'll it'll create something or it'll score or whatever. Yesterday was a typical Vogie performance, but he didn't create or score anything. So in reality, in terms of his all round game that he offered, I'm going to give him a five. Um, and Burke and Vogie, like those those two chances, you've got to take one of them. Hence the rating. And Bradshaw, I've given Bradshaw an eight because I actually think up against three centre halves. He, they'd have known they'd been in a battle and it was largely down to him. He, His effort, run rate and endeavour was just unbelievable yesterday. And I know it's, I know he didn't score, um, but if you actually watch him and look at the amount of runs he's willing to make and 
the sort of challenges. Some of his link-up play is really, really good. And um, I think if he'd have scored yesterday, people would have appreciated his performance a lot more. But um, So I'm giving him an 8. I'm not going to give uh, subs ratings. All I will say is, with um, Romain Essay, I am really, really caught cool on Weber to give him more minutes because he does some really, really good things. He really does. Um, he can beat a man. He can put balls into the box and... He did it on a couple of occasions yesterday. But then at the same time, he is coming on when we're trying to pin a team back. So it's very difficult to understand how for 90 minutes what his work rate would be the other way. We don't know. I'm not I'm not saying it would be poor, but we don't know. And is it the right time to try and find that out? Then there was one thing he did in the second half, which actually ended up leading to the Cooper penalty shout, where he just sort of flicked it with his leg. And it honestly could have gone anywhere. If you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, watch it back. Like, it comes out to him. I think he's just, just inside their half. And he just sort of chucks a foot at it. And luckily, it just go. It could have gone literally anywhere. It goes to Danny Mack, who then pumps it forward and with a Cooper, with a possible Cooper penalty. But it's, um, there's things like that where I just don't know. But then I look at it and be like, can he really offer any less in the last sort of 30, 40 minutes than Burke or Vogie do? So I'm really cool um, on him. Um, there's no doubt about his quality. If he's here next season, I think he'll start many games. Um, but I'm, I'm not so sure. What do you think? And then I also would love to know, um, who would your player of the year be right now? If you if you had to choose right now, which I'm sure we will have to choose very soon, who would your player of this season be? I would, I'd love to know everyone's opinions on that. I am going to Hull. Um, I'll be back late, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to do one of these because I'm straight into um, travelling for work the next day as well. So... Don't know if I'm going to do one of these. I will try, but I'm going and uh, hopefully get to see a few of you. I hope you enjoy the rest of your um, weekend, your long weekend, your Easter weekend. Eat loads of chocolate. We're still in the playoffs. Bit of perspective is key again. Um, but I really think we need to beat hold to keep it in our hands. And I think that's the way I would summarize this. So thanks very much for listening. Gone over 30 minutes again. So um, apologies for for keeping these nice and long, but um, there are reasons for that. And um Yeah, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.